the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. This is a show that works best if we work together on some levels. If you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's take a look. Today's last trading day of the second quarter. Technically, I guess you could say the year's half over on some levels. Oh, when we come back to work on Monday, it'll be July. Humbling how fast the year goes by. Right lockstep barrel, I say. How you doing on your 401k? Are you maxing it out? Year's halfway over. Your 401k should be halfway done. Should be somewhere around $8,000, $9,000 put away. I know you're saying, Rob, stop spending my money. I'm trying to help you save money, not spend money. Now, as the second quarter winds up, in about 30 days, we'll be into earnings season. Now, not everyone has the same exact calendar. Not everyone has the same exact uh, date for reporting. So it typically takes two to three weeks to play out. So that's about a month out. But before we get there, we get to come back on Monday and talk about what did we see happen at the G20 meeting. So far, it's been a show. Trump's been laughing to Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. That the Democrats' uh, primaries are funny. <laughs> she's not. She's being neutral. She's like showing a stone face like Germans tend to do. So what's going to happen between the president of China and the president of the United States? That's a big story. China sent out information basically saying they're not thrilled with the bullying the Americans do. Without saying Trump's name, it was a shot at Trump. Stock market continues to cling to the belief that the two leaders will at least agree to halt the implementation of any new tariffs and concede to engage on ongoing trade negotiations. That will set up a big Monday, maybe an outsized reaction on Monday. We used to look at people like Alan Greenspan and be like, what's he wearing today? Is he, wearing, is he bringing a briefcase? Is it in his right hand or left hand? That means he's going to cut interest rates or he's going to raise interest rates. We get kind of silly at times. CNBC said that they talked to a senior White House official who was expecting to trade truce at the G20 meeting. You never know what's going to happen, though. To say that uh, Trump doesn't use a playbook is probably pretty fair. I know what's good and bad. So... Some uplift out there on other stories. 
The Fed said it had no objections to capital return plans proposed by the largest institutions, including J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup, and Goldman Sachs, i.e. the banks are healthy. So that's a positive check. If you look at things around your office, around your house, around your car, most of those things were financed through a bank. A lot of them were delivered in a truck. Now, I bring this up because those are some obvious investments over time. Nike is a little bit lower after the athletic footwear and apparel company said they were a little shy on quarterly consensus earnings per share estimates for the first time in seven years. They did offer some relatively reassuring guidance for the fiscal 2020, including an outlook for gross margin expansion. Today isn't going to be lacking in attention to the G20 meeting. So we're going to pay as much attention as we can. We're going to be breaking news. This just in. It's going to be that kind of day, that kind of story. Another IPO is coming out today. This one's tied towards reselling of luxury goods. So you basically have a Hermes scarf. They'll authenticate it. They'll put it on sale. And uh, someone will buy it. They'll get 35% typically. That number is uh, always in, how shall we say, momentum. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Jonathan Ive departing marks the end of the hardware era at Apple. He's the industrial designer who has many, many understudies. Um, but he's theory responsible for the iPod the look of it, the iPhone, their iconic space station offices, and uh, the MacBook, which is terribly, terribly, terribly old and dated at this point in time in design. He had a lot of responsibilities. He always remained connected to his expertise, which is industrial design and physical objects. As Apple moves into a new era driven by online services, the actual physical devices are becoming less important. He's the second big executive to leave Apple this year. And I believe that success or failure starts at the top. You have to have a good GM, a good sales manager, a good operations manager, if you're going to have a good radio station or television station. You have to. Same thing in baseball. You have to have a good general manager. You have to have a good manager. You have to have a good president of operations. You have to have a good owner. Which I found kind of interesting. Football is going to change the term owner to governor. Um... It's this, I guess, owner brings up too much of like a slavery mentality. So Jonathan Ive leaving. Um, he joins Angela Earnhardt, who was head of Apple's retail stores. You know, one thing Apple came out with that was they're selling now. They didn't come out with. They're selling it at their stores. It's a blood glucose monitoring system. Ties into the app has its own app. Um, there's kind of a subscription model as far as the test strips go. It looks beautifully well-designed. And they're selling it at their store. And you think of Apple stores and you think the Genius Bar and you think of, let's go look at all these Macs and these big monitors and let's try on some watches and things like that. You don't really think of them selling a blood glucose pin pricking system. So I use departure will not immediately impact its products. Apple still has talented designers who will continue to release iPhones. 
planning process for a complicated device like the Apple typically is about three years out. So there's nothing to, I'm not going to say subtle. He's going to start his own company. He's going to continue to consult with Apple. Um, but it, that's noteworthy, I think. If you remember the iPod and the iPod Mini, and the iPod Nano, they were pretty well-designed products. So he will be missed, but can he be replaced is the big question. I think it's a fair question, and I hope that you are asking these kind of questions um, of all your investments. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stock market opened higher. Investors are looking ahead to the G20 meeting tonight. Strengthen the financial sector after the Fed Reserve did not object to capital plan proposals from many of the ba- biggest banking institutions. So they're going to be returning some capital to investors through dividends, share buybacks, things along those lines. They're not just going to be sitting on cash. And when because of this, you're looking at them and you're going, man, you guys look cheap as a sector. So big seminar coming up in Palo Alto, July 11th, 630 to 830. It's going to be at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. You can sign up for the event by going to Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. It's July 11th, 630 to 830. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Hope to see you there. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Turner Sports, which is a division of Warner Media, is opening a video content production studio at Caesars Palace Race and Sportsbook in Vegas. Really? This has got a lot going on in it. Turner Sports, um, obviously... Um, television content has suffered greatly. Mm, no, no. Television content has seen a lot of competition come in and a lot of the traditional powerhouses have suffered. So Turner Sports is trying to engage millennial and Generation Z sports fans as more states legalize gambling. So visitors to Caesars Palace Race and Sportsbook, which is a big one in Vegas, We've got these huge TVs. You're like, how do you have a TV that big? They got a plush leather chairs. Later this spring, Turner Sports is going to open a full-blown video content production studio. And they're going to broadcast straight from the casino floor. The studio will produce a variety of sports betting content. They're saying, this is insane. You know the games like Fortnite? There's professional gamers that you're going to be able to bet on games like Fortnite and League of Legends and things like that. So more states are legalizing sports gambling, just like more states are legalizing marijuana. <laughs> and because of that, uh, it, it's there's investment plays, right? So the gaming space is huge. Sports gambling is now legal in eight states with dozens of others considering legislation. I could say this. I could say most politicians have never met a tax dollar that they didn't like. Right. And if you could tax marijuana more than you could tax tobacco, and if you could tax tobacco more than you tax water, we even tax water in this in this country, uh, which just seems fair. So, um, people who are twenty-one to thirty-four fans sports they say they're five times as engaged if they're betting on it so the appetite for gambling content's grown 
Um, I'm just throwing it out there for you. Very, very strong engagement. And to get people's eyeballs, that's what it takes in this day and age. Stock's making big moves today. Obviously, Apple, with the announcement of the one of their senior staff members, has been with the company for years and years and years, going way back to the early 90s. Jonathan Ive, uh, leaving to start his own company. That stock, Apple's losing about $8 billion in market cap because of that news. Constellation Brands, the beer and spirits producer. They had a nice quarter. Um, I think it's fair to say that the day I die, I might have scotch. The day I die, I might not be on the internet. So there's an investment theme there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Boeing is attempting to have all 737 MAX-related fixes done by September. That includes a fix for the newly discovered software issue revealed by the company yesterday. Bank of America, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, they're all leading the market today because they're going to be able to pass capital back to shareholders. One of the biggest stock winners in early trading was Germany's Deutsche Bank after it passed Fed Reserve's stress test. Do you remember stress tests? We talked about them... Wow, was it 2008? How time flies when we had a big banking crisis. Procter & Gamble was upgraded to buy from Detroit Goldman Sachs on expectations of stronger margins and profit growth. The thing you got to be careful with Procter & Gamble is millennials aren't loyal to brands anymore. My generation, Generation X, would go to the store and we'd buy what mom used to buy, Kraft Heinz. Kraft macaroni and cheese, Heinz 51 tomato uh, ketchup, right? We, we thought that was better than the one sitting right next to it, which is basically made of the same exact tomato and the same exact corn paste and stuff like that. A company I love to hate. Live Nation. Why do I love to hate them? Have you seen the fees they charge to go to a concert, to go to a sporting event? It's almost as expensive as the ticket itself. They were downgraded to sell from neutral over at Citibank, which likes the company's consistent operating performance and growth prospects, but feels investors are becoming too willing to pay for a premium for their growth. Bloomin' Brands. I have a theory on Outback Steakhouse. When it first came out, they, they wowed the, the consumer. Or maybe I was just really young and... You know, a steak from them was better than a steak at home, right? Today, I look at their, their steaks, and I'm like, they're disgusting. Oh, it's okay, little cow. Come here. Get on my plate. So Bloomin' Brands got um, a buy. Bloomin' Brands owns more than just Outback Steakhouse. It's obviously, uh, they own a couple of um, restaurant, they're a restaurant operators, sorry, they're saying it. Um, but Deutsche Bank said it's a buy the stock because it's cheap relative to its peers and can rise on any improvement in its profit margins. My, my question is, and this is where I don't know cows very well is today's going to be the hottest day ever in France, they say, and, uh, it's going to be a rough summer in Europe. I don't know if you're planning to go to Europe, but temperatures of 114, 116, that's pretty darn hot. And, uh, last time it was this hot thousands, thousands of people died. To put that into perspective, 9-11, thousands of people died. 
people are going to die from heat exposure. In this day and age, people are going to die from heat exposure. Wow. So my question is, with such a hot summer and the United States had such a rainy spring, planting of like wheat got delayed. The question is, you know, do we have time to make up for it? Because if wheat costs soar, farmers go, well, I can't make a profit or we're going to have to raise the price of a steak from you know, $25 a pound, uh, $26 or $27 or $28 or $29. And the consumer says, the consumer says, no, 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 no. We want chicken or we want pork. We want something cheaper than, than red meat, so to speak. Oh, porky pig. Those are some pretty vicious cartoons. Not only were they like incredibly racist at times, um, but they were violent. That Roadrunner. I hated the Roadrunner. I was so badly wanted the coyote to catch him, but also I wanted the coyote to read the instructions. Like he would buy stuff from Acme and he would never read. He, you know what lawsuits he would have against them? For the rockets that actually exploded on his back instead of, you know, had him catch up to the, the Roadrunner? He should have had a personal injury attorney. No doubt about it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Come out to the big event Thursday, a couple weeks from now. It's going to be in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Easy parking, 6.30 to 8.30. Get there early. There's a nice little restaurant downstairs. Um, We're going to talk about income and retirement. That's got to be important to you, right? Or do you want to work till the day you die? Find out more by going to robloxshow.com. That's robloxshow.com and use code radio25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I say give me an hour a day. Give me 30 minutes. Hopefully you'll learn something about getting to retirement. I try to practice what I preach. Um, not everyone in my family does. There's people who carry credit card balances. Whoops, that's a stupid thing to do. So if they're charging you 18 to 25% to lend you money so you can go get groceries, you're not making 18 to 25% more at your job every year. So I don't see how you can afford that. Nike has a direct consumer sales model. DTC is pr- a pretty big deal right now. Direct to consumer. And I talk a lot about retail because it's shifted a lot. One of my favorite plays on retail, believe it or not, is Visa, MasterCard, or American Express. American Express, probably more of a play on small businesses. But Visa, I feel like, whether it's credit cards or debit cards, people are swiping every purchase they make. Um, I hate, is it AMPM where they only take cash? I, I avoid that gas station because I don't carry cash. And they're like, well, you got a debit card, don't you? I'm like, put your debit card in. And do you agree to a 35 cent fee? No, not for a donut, not for a soda, which again is an area where we throw away a lot of money. Mm, donuts. Nike's direct consumer sales continue to grow consistently, but the athletic wear companies are eating into their profit margins. Athletic Apparel Company, Nike, reported during its fourth quarter earnings last night that sales from Nike Direct, which includes sales made through its own and operated stores, 
as well as its website, totaled $11.8 billion during the fiscal year. That's up 13% year over year. So last year, it was up 15% from the previous year. They made $989 million in the last 90 days. Winning. Now, when you think about that number, and like we, when you hear Apple made $4 billion or $5 billion in a 90-day period, go write it down. It's awe-inspiring as far as numbers go. So Nike said that revenue growth was offset by higher administrative and selling expenses to grow its direct-to-consumer business. Specifically, CFO Andy Companion said the company's earnings that Nike invested about a billion dollars during the fiscal year 2019 in new capabilities and consumer concepts, which includes new store concepts, data analytic capabilities, Nike Plus, and sneakers app. I didn't try it well, I kind of did. I downloaded it, but I never played with it. Is that fair? Is that like uh, Bill Clinton saying, I tried marijuana, but I never inhaled? Like, so I, I downloaded the Nike Plus app because there's a, a story that like we're buying the wrong size shoes. I'm like, I can, I can get that because I've got long and wide feet. I got 14 feet size feet. Nike's approach to that direct consumer business has been to drive more customers to its free Nike Plus app with the promise of exclusive perks available for customers who shop at one of its own and operated stores. So having an app now is pretty awesome for companies. Starbucks has an app that you can put your credit card on and you could say, I'm coming to the store in five minutes, have my cup of coffee waiting for me and you could pay for it. And that cup of coffee will be waiting for you and it's already paid for and you just grab it and go. You're starting to see retailers come up with special areas and restaurants to come up with special areas for um, like restaurants to have. If you're a Grubhub guy, come over here. Don't go in the front door kind of thing. And they're coming up with new ways to keep the food warm and fresh and everything along those lines. So Nike's going to have to pick up the pace though because there's a lot of competition. Under Armour said that its direct consumer sales declined 5% in the quarter. And one of the things you don't want to see is more promotions because a lot of people will be like, well, I need an athletic shirt. And I see that Under Armour sell them for 40% off. So then Nike has to sell theirs 10% off. I've never owned Under Armour. I was fascinated with Under Armour and I'm glad I don't own it. I do own Nike and I'm comfortable with it. Nike was around when I was a little boy and uh, they, they sold Nike shoes at like Sears and JC Penney's. There was a middleman. The direct consumer cuts out that middleman. That's kind of important. UBS, big analyst company, cut their Tesla forecast. Deliveries may provide a pop, but earnings may cause a drop. That's a fun thing to say. Deliveries may pop, provide a pop, but earnings may cause a drop. Um, you can't get me to buy Tesla. Um, at one point in time, I was kind of fascinated with it. The software in the car looked pretty awesome. The mirrors and the door handles that you know came back into the car and stylish design. It was kind of like the Apple of electric cars. But then Elon Musk, I think, had too many drugs or something. Because I just I'm not impressed with him. 
Improved deliveries in the second quarter could drive Tesla shares in the near term, but second quarter profits and deliveries in the second half of the year are keeping UBS cautious on the stock. They've lowered their price target from $200 to $160. And in the end, it's all about earnings, right? So Elon Musk, he comes up with a flamethrower. He comes up with a quiet air blower, a flamethrower and an air blower. He comes up with the concept of digging tunnels under under cities. Where did that go? Came up with some pretty cool videos to show how it would work and what it would look like. And I think he has a tunnel pretty close to his Southern California offices. But it's not like a big one and it's not like people are using it other than employees. And yeah, I, I get it. We want the land on the planet to be, you know, the, the land for farming and, and living. Why not put traffic underground? So he's just too much of a kook for me. Most of his wealth now is tied up in SpaceX. Now he's a billionaire, so, you know, this guy could probably put a hit on me and I'll be dead in the next hour. Uh, but deliveries may provide a pop, but earnings may cause a drop. UBS expects losses in the second half to increase as deliveries likely soften and the impact of pricing actions continue to weigh on margins. Uh, a reporter that I follow recently took a trip into Tesla, tried to go cross country and found it very, very difficult because of all the charging, the areas where charging stations aren't obvious. What was that all about? <laughs> oh, Trump, when he just rudely calls into my show and chimes in. UBS said if Tesla could show a strong recovery of the deliveries in the second quarter, close to 90,000 to 10,000 target, supposed to be 9,000, 10,000, it would likely appease bulls. Um, I just, I can't invest in it. He's too wacky for me. I just won't work for me. When he, uh, as a CEO of a company worth billions of dollars, when he got on Joe Rogan's podcast, which has a video component to it, it was smoking marijuana. You just can't do that. It's like Brian Williams said at the debate, was it two nights ago? Uh, where one of the candidates said it to come casual and not wear a tie. He's like, he could put a tie on. There's kind of an expectation of looking presidential and there's kind of an expectation of looking like you're the guardian of billions of dollars of people's money. Um, show a little respect. I'm 92 years old. I deserve a little respect, my buddy. So it's one of our sound drops. Um, it's one of my favorite ones because there's nothing funnier than 92-year-old people. So Roku, it's been a very, very curious week for Roku. Uh, I like the product. I like their channel. I like their business model. It's a little different than what everyone else is doing. Um, its shares have more than tripled this year. It hasn't announced big financial news since it last reported quarterly results in May. Might Amazon.com be of a way to um, unseed them this week? Roku's down. It makes you wonder. Amazon promoted an offer to sell a 43-inch Toshiba smart television with its Fire software built in. I've got a second home kind of to relax in because I, I feel I don't really enjoy my life Monday through Thursday. I, I work, 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 work. And then like I take care of kids, 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 kids. Like it's, it's, it's tough on me. That's terrible. 
And uh, I'm deciding, like, I usually, usually don't like TVs in bedrooms. I think TV bedrooms should be made for, like, love and sleep. I think that's all you should be doing in your, in your bedroom. Uh, maybe reading a book on occasion. But you get the idea there. Um, so 43-inch Toshiba Smart Television for $180. I'm like, okay, do I want the Amazon stuff built in or do I want the Roku stuff built in? Or is that a bad idea? Because TVs tend to last like seven years before we get a new one. Or do I want to go with a Roku unit itself? Do I want to go with a high-end one? Or do I wait you know, until September to see if they release a new one? Amazon's ability to use pricing power to take on Roku smart TV platform. It could hurt Roku. Roku could you know, power nearly all 20% of all connected media devices by the end of the year. But Amazon has their way of playing. A uh, product that they can take a loss on and to order to get their services on the side built in. It's interesting stuff. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We'll talk more about, more about Roku for sure. Talk about anything you want to talk about. Big seminar coming up a couple Thursdays from now in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I'd love to see you there. I always make the very social events. CFP Chad Burton will be talking about income and retirement. I'll be talking about some investment trends. I'll go over some of my stock holdings, the ones I'm looking at. No doubt. No doubt. I'm um, Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I come from what I would refer to as an upper middle class family. It probably wasn't. It was probably more of a middle middle class family or maybe even a lower middle class. My father was an orphan. Who never got adopted. I probably colored him uh, dark for most of his life because of that. My mother was a poor, poor girl from Alabama whose father passed away before she was even three years old. Um, got four brothers and a, a younger sister. Can you imagine? My mom kicked out five boys in a row. Talk about bad luck. And uh, then, then one little girl. My sister is one of my, my dear friends. Uh, she grew up to be a, a pretty cool woman. One of the more interesting things about her is um, I think we all kind of thought of her as soft. And right out of college, she bought a house. Like, didn't even ask any of her brothers about mortgages, didn't ask about down payments. I was like, how did you pull that off? Um, so hats off to, like, uh, where you come from. I think it does do a lot to you. I was talking about Roku before we went to break, and I said, Amazon's coming up with a 43-inch TV that's under $200. And it's got the Amazon Fire you know, streaming product built into it. Now, Roku, their platform is being built into a lot of televisions as well, but they don't have the ability to say it's going to be $179. They don't sell the TVs, but they sell the platform. Now, most of what they, what they do with Roku doesn't make them any money. You can get a YouTube channel. That doesn't make them any money. You can buy HBO and put it on all your Rokus. That makes them some money. They get a little subscription cut of that. One of the things that's going to help Roku in the near future is Disney+. Plus. We know Disney is working on an over-the-top content play, an OTT I'm all about the initials, my, my, my brother. DTC. That's right. Consumer. Yeah. OTC, OTT, 
You know me. I'm OTT. So Disney's work on Disney Plus, which could lead to more premium content sales. Roku has its own little thing going on with Roku Channel, which I kind of like. It's free content, so I feel good about it because I already got Netflix. I used to have HBO and then Game of Thrones ended, so I killed HBO. Um, I know you're saying you're that kind of cheap. I'm that kind of cheap. I'm frugal. You know, I told you about where I came from. Um, so Roku trades at about 10 times 12-month forward sales. That's pretty crazy. There's something called price-to-sales ratios, price-to-earnings ratios, debt-to-equity. These are all financial metrics that I don't really talk very much about on this show um, because it's getting very, very granular at that level. And what I want to do is hurt nobody. For Roku, um, they have that channel, like I said. It's a channel on their hardware device, right? A channel on their streaming device. Uh, I was up in the mountains over winter and it was snowing and it was too too much snow to go anywhere. Snowed in. So I put on ALF, a show from the 1980s. It was so bad. My friend, his name was Brian Paskowitz. And uh, we were just finishing up college right around that time. My dad's dying. So he would come over and hang out with my sister and watch ALF with her. It was his favorite show. It was her favorite show. Thought it was a very sweet gesture. I couldn't stand the show because I was off doing college things, you know. And uh, uh, Alf was a wisecracking alien. Alf stood for alien life form. He was a puppet. If you watch it now, it's so bad, it's awesome. Um, he's a wisecracking alien. He likes to eat cats. Anything that likes to eat cats is a, a winner in my book. Coyotes, That's gold. Coyotes are dirty, filthy animals. If they eat a baby, coyotes are awesome, beautiful, wonderful things. If they eat cats, right? Are you with me? So bingo ate my baby. <laughs> the 80s references. I think, well, that was Meryl Streep, I think. I dingo ate my baby. I couldn't stop saying that for weeks after that movie. Oh, um, so anyway, back to Roku. Oh, it's free on Roku and you have to watch one commercial. So it's, it's not bad. I think that's a, a pretty good deal. Roku has big ambitions for ad-supported streaming TV, and for the battle, preeminence is far from over, but it trades at 10 times earnings, so it's expensive, right? Roku's second quarter outlook came in better than expected. They're not expected to turn a full-year net profit until 2021 on operating margins around 2%, a tenth of what Wall Street expects from Netflix. Um, one analyst had price target. He boosted it from 65 to $105. Again, it's already had a big run. There's a company called FactSet, which sells in uh, business intelligence. They, the average analyst has a price target of about $84. So he's bullish. He's more bullish than other analysts. So Roku's reaction to Amazon might just be another swing in a volatile stock market, or it might be a preview of what happens when investors finally open their eyes to the assumptions built in its current valuation. There's a lot of assumptions. Uh, all stand for the judge. Judge, I'm going to let you be the judge on this one if it's appropriate for you or not. Viacom owned Pluto TV as another entrance with Buzz. Pluto's got a lot of free content. You can, if you Google or if you email me, I could send you two or three channels that have free movies. Some of them aren't bad. Some of them are awful. But, 
you know, you're stuck in the snow. You don't have to see the, the latest thing on Netflix. You can't afford that $12 a month, $10 a month, whatever that is. Or if you just feel you've got too many services, there's always an option out there. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy about getting in touch. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Big seminar coming at Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Um, I tried to talk about things on from the show in the seminars, but they're a lot more specific. A lot of good content for you. You can sign up for the event Thursday, the 11th of July at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.